Sometimes that backfires and you straight arm your dad's testicle into his leg and suddenly there's a hole in the wall. There's that man again. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, the guy who calls us out on our shit. See, the, the, it's gosh. I mean, so it's definitely, and we could just keep all this in probably. I think we should. It's definitely part nature. Because, I mean, every little kid, especially boys, does stupid stuff, right? And again, you have to be the broken record to explain, always say no to that behavior, always explain why, over and over, year after year. And by the time they're three, or, you know, somewhere around there, they start maybe at least knowing it's wrong and maybe double taking before they do it or whatever. And then maybe by four or five... They might not do it as often. They maybe will have some respect for property and people, right? Right? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, tr- I always try the angle. Well, you know, my kids are not. They, they do crazy stuff, too. And I've said this before on other shows. My primary concern is safety. Like, right. of the other children. And, and most, them. First and foremost, well, they're, like, secondary. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want to hurt yourself doing something dumb, fine. Yeah. But you cannot hurt other people because of your carelessness like you cannot just throw rocks into crowds of children so because bad. you think it's hilarious you yeah know? uh and i always turn it around on them. like if you you know you feel like you're going to continue doing this if you do something that hurts another kid i'm coming back and over here and i'm hurting you the same way you I'm know might to throw a rock at you would you like would you like that <laughs> right. is that how you want this yeah, to go would you like it <laughs> right is that what you want to happen like what do you think will happen if yeah. i throw a rock at you like, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> think like, about oh. it for a little while. And sometimes you might have to take it to some extreme where you get it all lined up and you get them in your hands <laughs> and you get them to stand over there. Put blindfolds on them, put them against a the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start to see that it's real and yeah. you're being serious. They're like, okay, I'm sorry. You know, right. if it that, has to go to the... Hmm, yeah, it's a real it. thing, though, because, you know, so it's it's tough talking about your kids and... Mm. worrying about you know them trying to get a job later in life and hearing how <laughs> well i listened to this podcast your father did when you were five and <laughs> you were a little bit of a sociopath and like where do we draw the line oh man so let's just say that there's some kids at josie's art camp and this and, and it's on a, it's on like a farm so there's chickens and baby goats and all this cool stuff right and the kids seem universally to enjoy setting up small traps and tribulations for the animals to see how they react. And I literally got Josie to, those words came out of her mouth as they were talking, she was telling how they were trying to tempt the goat into electrocuting itself on the electric fence by putting grass right over the node. And I'm like, what the, oh, it doesn't hurt animals. It, you know, it doesn't hurt the animals. It just feels like a, a heavy drop of rain. And I'm like, Oof. like, wow, for creativity. But yes, it hurts the animals for crying out loud. They don't display pain the same way we do, you know. Well, it doesn't hurt me. I touched it. It just goes up your arm. Okay, first thing, don't touch electric fences, right? <laughs> just don't do it. It's not the best idea. Second of all, it's twisted. And how, and this is, you know, I tell her it's not nice to take pleasure in other people or animals' discomfort, you know, like that's 
really sociopathic. That's that's <laughs> that's really. But I think again, humans have that that they're prone to it, right? And what is the difference between civilization and anarchy? Well, civilized people choose to de-express behavior that is bad, right? That is just universally bad <laughs> and taking pleasure. It's yes, it's called it's empathy. Called, it's called empathy. Uh, but I know she's got it, right? I know these kids have it. But why? Well, she explained like, it away. So someone, like someone told her. Yeah. Someone told her it felt like a heavy raindrop, and then she tested the fence herself. So it was like uh, kind of harmless fun. It's like pushing your little brothers yeah. down. But when, they, you know. they, yeah. But then it's that next leap of trying to bait the animals and your little right. brother into hurting themselves and a giggle right. about it. Oh, why? Oh, I wanted to see the reaction. So I'm like, great vocabulary, <laughs> terrible sentiment. <laughs> You know, it's just like, oh, you know, I, it's, yeah, you I've, can't fix all the world's problems, but can you imagine two, and that's what I worry about with the twins, right? Because they egg each other on. He did it, mm-hmm. so I'm going to do it. He's crying like a freak, so I'm going to just cry half-heartedly because it seems to be the time to cry. There's that emulation game, and ugh, you don't want them magnifying each other's negative behavior, so... That's that's my, that's what I witnessed. That's definitely what I witnessed, and it was was uh, the the magnifier was huge. Yeah, it, it was enormous. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Thankfully, twins just keep each other busy the whole time. It's like, oh, it's so great. There's self service. Right, yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. not at all. Like, no, that's just what people say to console people who get twins. Like, oh, it'll be great. It you know, small periods of time on this vast timeline of you parenting them. They'll be tiny pockets where they actually do play nice together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they conspire against you and yeah. all that good stuff. And then they turn it back on you. I mean, I want to say, I'm not going to say this to be contrary, but I think I've witnessed uh, in my son uh, uh, n- nothing of that. Like, I, you know, he's accidentally done things to hurt other kids. Not, not terribly, right? He's, bumped into him running or you know not yeah, looking sure. and, and whatever um uh, but he has never he's never not only has he never deliberately like wanted to step on a bug or mm-hmm. any of that stuff but he goes out of his way to be upset if somebody else does oh wow like like uh, even oh man i i did something awful the other day in front of him <laughs> i forget I, I have a tendency just to describe people as i see them oh right you know just in plain <laughs> just laying out <laughs> the bias it's not always derogatory no just visual right, right. cues yeah, right yeah. like there's there's that uh you know really tall guy there's uh, the bald guy right there's that uh <laughs> pregnant woman i don't know Possibly and i said no i f- i forget what the context was and i said um oh you know what it was we were watching some youtube videos some Minecraft YouTube videos. Oh, right. one of the guys that records them, we happened to see a picture of him. I said, I said, do you want to watch another one of the chubby guys videos? Oh, no. <laughs> and he, he stopped immediately and looked right at me and said, you shouldn't say that. That is not a nice thing to say. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, like, he was so serious about it. I'm like, oh, geez. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually very sorry. Yeah. I'm right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> The, the child is parenting the parent. 
<laughs> Which is a good relationship all, if you have that. Like, that's great. He was all over it. I'm yeah. Like, you, yeah, you're right. You're totally you're right. right. I feel terrible now. <laughs> so you don't it's see him certain- like... Like, cause I'll catch Josie like leaning on one of the boys or she's got her hand under her arm and I realize her fingers are like poking at the ribs of the kid next to her. Like she deliberately instigates with them um, all the time. I don't. He doesn't instigate uh, with his sister. I think I've told you this before, but I've noticed Josie doing this. As <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, it ain't hard <laughs> to see. <laughs> what I'm, I'm saying that to sort of, because no. He the, the, to the extent that he harasses his sister is being in her presence. Yeah, he's never he's never physically harming her, uh, like under under some disguise. Yeah. But he may want to do something that she is. This evening, for example, we asked her if she would shuck the corn for dinner, and she said yes. Yeah. So she's sitting outside, shuck the corn, and he wanted to help because mm. that seemed like fun, and she was doing it, and she said no, like she wouldn't give him any, so she was being a punk. Yeah. And this is the extent of his harassing. He just kind of hung around her, uh. hoping because he wanted to help. <laughs> right? He wasn't hurting her or grabbing the corn or pushing her or shoving her or taking it or anything like that. He just, he wanted to shuck the corn. Yeah. And she's freaking out on him <laughs> because he wouldn't go all away. The corn. <laughs> <Bogarting> <laughs> yes. the corn. So it really, she was being a punk and he was sad because he didn't have a chance to help. Uh, but no, no, not really. Huh. No. Now, it's definitely a two-way street with these kids here because, again, she taught them well, right? I suspect, and I've yeah. been warning her all along. I'm like, Josie, please, you know, don't do that. A, it's not nice. B, they're going to learn that they, they're going to think that this is how people treat each other. Right. So, I mean, she'll just walk by, and, and if they're sitting there, she'll just, just whack him in the head with the back of her hand as she walks by. No <laughs> provocation, no nothing. Right, right. So what do they do all the time? They run by people and smack them. And I'm like, we don't hit people when we walk by. That's how the hole ended up in the wall, if you recall from a few episodes back. <laughs> you know, sometimes that backfires and you straight arm your dad's testicle into his leg and suddenly there's a hole in the wall. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to teach them not to do it. She's doing it to them. So they do it to her. So then they start doing it to other people. And I'm just like, how, how do I, how do I put the empathy into this person? But she's got empathy in other ways. So I don't know. I still think she's bitter about not being the only child anymore. After three years, she's still holding on to that. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a child psychologist. <laughs> Nor am I. <laughs> but I, but I play one on the radio. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I see you're not alone. I see many kids, and it's sort of abnormal that Max doesn't do it as much as he did. He, yeah, I mean, he's, he's sort of he's a, he's a lot more introverted. Mm. Uh, it's not like he super loves his sister all the time. He drives her, she drives him crazy. But he, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I see other. I, I there's another set of brothers that I know, older brother, younger brother, mm-hmm. and that older brother, he is a turd. Oh. He, the little the little brother could be sitting reading a book, yeah. like on the other side of the room. He will get up and say, I'm thirsty, and loop the room, like the doorway is nowhere near where the other kid is, loop the room and same thing, just like kick him on the way by, you know, kick him right in the ribs gently, not too hard, but you know, his foot comes, oh, sorry, it was an accident, you know, you're you're 12 yards away from where you actually <laughs> yeah. needed to be. <laughs> this is not an accident, like, no. what, are, what is your end game here? Like, what are you doing? And oh, it drives me nuts when I see it, when I see other kids doing it, I'm like, I want to be all over them. Yeah. You know, it's like stop <laughs> just drag them right aside. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Because it's, I think it's, I don't know. They're testing. They're testing. They're testing. I guess. Or they've just got this why? Why? baseline been like, I don't know, malevolence that they just have to vent out periodically. I mean, do we all have baseline malevolence? Is that something we have? There's got to be some research on this stuff. <laughs> There's got to be science because it can't be what found been, here. <laughs> what I have, what I've been dealing with recently, and it's you know it's unrelated to your uh, sociopath story. Yeah, that's right. But I think I think the term for it, and I looked it up, is personal responsibility. And I'll give an example. Um, I mean, basically, the, the, the short version is just kids not listening. Right. Yeah. But not listening to what? But, tell them to do something. They don't do it. I mean, it's annoying. Yeah. They hate that or stuff. Taste, they don't want to do it. Taking it's, responsibility it's, for your actions, right? Uh, well, not not even actions. Just it could be items. Could be just mm. following up. Easy your examples tasks, are your are, expectations. Are well, like my son. He has a you know the pitch back down. He has baseball glove and whatnot. The baseball glove is always in the shed on the same shelf with the balls. Nice. He knows where they are. He will go get them. He will play with them for five minutes, and then he will drop them on the lawn. <laughs> yep. Right? And then they won't be on the shelf the next time. They'll be out in the rain being oh, destroyed. Oh. Right? You know, and then the balls are all over the yard. And when you try to get him, when you get him from whatever he's doing next, whatever he's moved on to, yeah. Max, I need you to come with me, please. What is it? Yeah. I'm busy making a block tower. Yeah. <sighs> Come outside, please. What is that on the lawn? It's my baseball glove. Can you put that back? Why is it on that? Can you put it away? Why don't you put it away? Yeah. Or, oh, but I'm busy. It's like suddenly the worst <laughs> thing in the world is that seven-second cleanup chore. Oh, with everything, with the underwear on the floor, with the wet bathing suit on the table, with the shoes in the sink. It's like, why? What? Just take seven seconds. You do it. No. Yeah. You gotta take personal <laughs> accountability. I, I mentioned this to someone at work today, oh. and she looked me straight in the face. She's like, "Oh yeah, I know what you mean." I'm like, well, what do you, what do you do about it? And she's like, "Oh, I just put it in the trash." I'm oh, like, what? She's like, "I'm like, what do you mean? You you just throw it away?" She's like, "Oh yeah, I only had to do it once." Uh, she's like, "Put it." Oh, brilliant. She, I'm like, you Are followed we too through soft? it? Like, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> shoot. <laughs> so next time. I mean, you can give them warning and then you warn. I've been doing that. Yeah, right? like, I get the warnings or I'll take it away right for a period can. of time, right? Yeah, like six minutes. Yeah. No, we're for like a day. No, fine. Take it away. I don't want it anyway. Mm -hmm. Next day. Oh, my God. I need it back. Okay. It's been a day. And then it's still like on the toilet. Like, I think. Interesting. Uh, it's got to go. I mean, if it's that wet bathing suit, right? Yep. In the trash. Boom, it just disappears. <laughs> it goes in the trash. Where's my wet bathing suit? <laughs> And oh, threw in the trash. You could give it away to someone else. It's gone. <laughs> what? That was my favorite bathing suit. Oh, well, you left it on the toilet seat. Wow. Okay. That's very draconian. Now, how old are her kids? Just so we could calibrate this. Uh, they're like all ages. So I, I didn't ask yeah. when that started I think that's effect, important because, like, you know, a three-year-old's not going to remember no. a minute and a half later. So if you're proving a point, you better prove it in the first five seconds or else – you're, you're up against biology. They just can't retain a lot. Like ex they, They're terrible at that, right? They get better and better as well, they get older. Oh. They wouldn't understand the consequence. Either. They would right. just have a meltdown because you put their stuff in the Exactly. Trash. And that overwrites it any would, lesson you could ever yeah. have hoped to teach because they freak out for the next 45 minutes and go into hysterics. And then, oh, that was the follow-up to my, oh, my gosh. Hysterics? The ass slap story. 
previous <laughs> listeners do I, will do rec- I have to bleep? No, I don't. Ass. The buttocks slapping story. No, we can okay. call it an ass. It could have been a donkey. Right. I don't know. No, but so previous listeners will have heard this. New listeners, welcome to the show. Um, my sons, after and, and here's the thing too that uh, <laughs> after a three-hour doctor visit, we're getting quite squirrely, probably at hour two, and you know, an old lady in a walker might have walked by and. One of my sons may have ran up and slapped her on the ass and called her a big dummy. So, and you would this think this was that, the previous story. Yes, that is, was the previous story. Right. And we pretty much left it at that. The old lady shuffled away at a, a much higher speed. Uh, there were many stink eyes thrown about the waiting room and things carried on. Things carried on down to the blood lab. So many of the same people who witnessed said slapping also witnessed the blood lab. Oh no! Don't tell me I just forgot the whole point. Oh no! Oh, geez. hold on. Did you only know, but you weren't there? No. So I'm getting this off from okay, the wife. So you got the first half of the story, and then when right. you told the first half of the story, she must have given you some follow up. Yeah, she gave me some follow up, and I just remembered it, and then I might have just forgotten it. Oh no! Hold on. But it's just, uh, just make it up. It's you tr- no, you triggered it. It was brilliant. Uh, so can't, we, we can't rewind. They go. They go there. We were talking about. So they go down to the lab. Mm-hmm. Need their oh, blood taken. No, they get their blood taken. There's they doctor. freak out. Of course. <laughs> a lot of the people who were witness the slap were there, and they were giving we the were wife about, a bunch of smirks. We were talking about personal responsibility and throwing us stuff in the trash and yeah. the woman who and, and had the kids of different ages. Oh, that's a, okay. Thank you. So welcome. They get their blood drawn and they don't just cry. They magnify each other's upset and freakishness. They get so, so worked up. Both of them, both of them, Get nosebleeds from crying so hard, if you could believe it. It's terrifying that this even happens. I didn't know it was a thing. It happened once. I didn't really think it. I couldn't believe that that's actually what it was. Happened again. So they both have such terrible fits. They give themselves nosebleeds from crying so hard. And then after that massive catharsis, right? They're exhausted. They're weepy. You know, my wife's got to take him out. And that's when she walks by a bunch of the witnesses to the slapping. And all of them are just kind of like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like this horrible karmatic, I don't know. Because they both have nosebleeds? Uh, well, just the, they all heard them, you know, oh, the, and then they all saw it was the same kids. And I can't imagine what they were thinking, the different people. Did they, did they think the doctor punched them both in the nose? No, I, d- I doubt that. They, I think most of them were like, you know, again, the witnesses of the slapping were probably like, uh-huh, you little turds, you just got your comeuppance kind of a thing. <laughs> That's right. Of course, I hear the story, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, why don't they? <laughs> but again, kids don't have control of their emotions. It's amazing how they can go from a super-duper happy, like the happiest kids in the world, and then some perceived, you know, wrong against them. You might... Uh, accidentally slide their napkin closer to you, mm-hmm. and it's this uh, zero to one thousand freak out. 
bright as red, just shaking body, freaking out. And, and, and sometimes I'm like, what, what are you even crying? Like, what just happened? Like, I'm, did something fall on you? He took the cap from my marker and put it on his side of the table. And you're just like, what? Like, ah. That's right. Ah. I had examples of this, and I think I was messaging them to you. No, no. Or you, because now I wanted to recall them, and I cannot see them. Oh, I don't know Seriously, what's worse than memory? Technology. Both unreliable. Um, No, it's from the last show. That's just you. Oh, I didn't send it to you. But it, yeah, exactly those things. Yeah. This is the wrong color straw. Just the most mundane nonsense. And they go bonkers over it. So yeah, when something actually happens, like, oh, geez, that needle was sure sharp. Through the roof. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, or sometimes they just don't care. It's fine. Like, I heard a little thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happened once or twice. <laughs> Maybe, can you separate them at the, can you bring in the two separate doctor's visits? Well, that's the thing. Like, if it's just one parent trying to take both, mm. it's, it's, right. I mean, it's amazing that you could actually pull it off without anyone getting hurt. I mean, she had them out for three hours. That appointment was like three hours end to end. Because they were waiting for three just, hours? Yeah, well, they... you got to go. Yeah, you got to go there. You got to get led in by the You're doctor. including the car ride. Well, no. No, the visit. Because think about it. It's two kids' visits, right? So they come as a pair, but you still got to go top to bottom on each one. Through each one. And, and yeah. one's wigging out while the other one's you getting sure? Done. I mean, I thought they were identical. Isn't that? <laughs> they, they start at the first division identical, and then... The variables I mean, don't stack you just, up in the if billions. If one of them like breaks an arm, don't you just break the other one's arm nope. for symmetry? Nope, nope, nope. They're so different. It's crazy. They look, you know, strikingly similar. But I, I've told you, one's an inch and change taller. He's almost three pounds up on them. There's there's physical characteristics that are very different, like their ears and you know the frames and how they carry them. There's tons of differences, even though they started, you know, genetically identical. Think about the billions upon billions of variables mm-hmm. that stack after each division and each slight push from the environment and each slight variance in nurture. Of yeah, they, they come out so different. They start so different, right before they even how I've, I've mentioned that in the womb. Gate. What's that? Have, do you notice the difference in people's? gates oh the yeah way they walk oh absolutely i i have i stand at my desk at work and it happens that i am at like a 45 degree angle to the main hallway so in my periphery i see everyone walking down the hallway ah and i have learned everyone's walk <laughs> yeah by the rhythm there, of the strut there are actually like two pairs of people in the office that have like the exact same gate interesting and i it's very confused because i can tell because what happens is i see them in my view and i go oh that's so and so and i look and it's the other one "Hmm, it's weird and then i (laughs) they're the only two you miss on (laughs) they're the only two then they interchange evenly i'm like okay and then at this point that's either them or you know a or b a or b c or d it's one of those two and sure enough like, and then I told them one day, I'm like, do you know you guys have the exact same walk? They're like, what are you talking yeah, they're about? They're like, you're nuts. You're like, no, this is the type of stuff you notice subconsciously <laughs> out of your peripheral. <gasps> oh. You guys should hang out more. Walk exactly the same. Yeah. Very strange. You got your heavy heel walkers. You got your toe walkers. People who kind of mm-hmm. start and end on the toe. A little bit of bounce. A yeah. little bit of bounce. You got your hunchers. Your bobbers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of a huncher. 
<laughs> the speed matters. Yep, yep. I mean, you can just a little bit of an increase or decrease. It's very noticeable of like how quick, quick your feet are moving or, you know, what's leading. Is your head leading or laying back? Yeah. Your shoulders moving yeah, a little more. Some people who look almost like they're leaning back in the chair when they walk. Some people mm-hmm. that's straight up and down. It's very, it's yeah. very noticeable. Oh, for yeah. sure. It, yeah. Once you stand, it's hard not to notice all sorts of stuff you usually don't see when you're hidden behind your monitor. Like right. people come I mean, into my office now because my monitors block my my door, and for like a day I had a camera up in a little window, so people would walk in, I'd be like, "Hello, Julia," or whatever. <clears throat> but that just proved to be visually annoying to see that frame just kind of jittering there every time there was a slight <laughs> change in the ambient light or something. Uh, but now, so you know, I got rid of it. I'm like, "Oh, cool. This will be less distracting." <clears throat> no, now my stupid brain has learned everyone's footwear. Everyone's, you know, people approach the door differently. Some people like slow to a shuffle. Some people, you know, wear the same shoes all the time. Mm -hmm. Some people cycle shoes, but I could tell by the way they walk and how they enter who's who. And it's really freaky. And one day some guy with really fuzzy socks and sandals came in. I'm like, I don't recognize your shoes. And it's, it's our doc guy. He's like, "Ah, got a big kick out of it. Like, he's like, I'm in different shoes today. Cause they're un- is it because they're under your monitor? Or yeah, I can see the feet just under my monitor edge. Oh, and I see. Are I you standing s- at your desk too? Yeah, I've been standing for like a year and a half. Oh, I did not know that. Congratulations, <laughs> sir. Thank you. It's awesome. I think I did we it? geek out about this about how just mm. how it started and all. Did I tell you that? I don't know how you started. You know, I started. Well, how'd you start? Just stood up. Why'd at you my start? Desk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the reason actually is, is, well, the, the reason is pretty straightforward. My, it hurts to sit. My right hip and my right IT band, which is short for something I don't know. I'm not abbreviating because <laughs> I'm some kind of weird doctor. Uh, is very tight and I have like a bursitis over there or something. I'm self-diagnosing, but I've fallen on that hip a lot, skateboarding things. Oh, so if right, I sit for an extended period of time, that leg gets real stiff and sore. I'm like, oh, this is the worst. Then I can't, you know, get up and hurts. So I'm like, well, I'll just try standing. See, because standing was always more comfortable. Yep. I'd go places and people would all sit down and I'd just be standing there. And they're like, why don't you have a seat? I'm like, because this is, I like this yeah. better. I'm not ready <laughs> to sit I, yet. You know, my leg will hurt if I sit. They're like, that's crazy. Okay, no, it's you. not. And, uh, yeah, f- several jobs ago, I just, I was looking at the desks. I'm like, hmm, you know, this is horribly uncomfortable. <laughs> and it's really hard for people to come visit the way they're all circly and stuff and no one can fit behind them. And so I got my tools out and I made it higher. And they got all angry at me because I didn't ask facilities first or whatever. Yeah. And seriously. then, uh, carried the tradition on from there and haven't, haven't, uh, haven't looked back. Nice converted some other people they're all just like hey i thought about doing that i'd like to do that too and we have now if i when i was started this company right i was i was i i came in and the next day i brought my desk up and i was the only person in the office standing wow. and then and immediately two people came over they're like i've been wanting to do that too can you show me how <laughs> <laughs> and then i think now we probably have a dozen people in the office nice. yeah it's pretty good my my it, i got to it a different way uh, although I will say if I sit for too long, the back of my left leg feels like I get thrombosis, which I'm probably not getting thrombosis, but it, it does hurt, you know, because you sit on <laughs> diagnosing. Oh, hold yeah. on. Let me go read WebMD. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Clearly thr- <laughs> acute thrombosis. <laughs> uh, but no, so I, 
I was experimenting on ways to fight the lunch coma. So ha- post first child and post twins, I just had massive lunch coma. And anytime I eat, I just be like, ugh. And I just was feeling like such a blob at the desk. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll try standing after lunch. So I piled up a bunch of printer toner boxes and crud and angled my monitors and started standing. And yes, I have to say it's great for fighting the lunch coma, provided you eat your lunch sitting, digest for 10 or so minutes, and then go back to standing. It's awesome. Um, what I didn't count on was like the 100% more mental engagement with work that when I'm standing versus sitting Hmm. is just, I I can't even sit anymore because I just, I check out when I sit practice, unless I'm talking to people like meeting with them and I'm down sitting, we're all sitting around. If I just sit in front of my computer, forget about it. I'm just like, Oh, you know, it's, I'm just not there. That was not mentally engaged. I stand up. I immediately feel like I'm in my workbench. I got all my tools in front of me and I just, I'm here to get stuff done. And I haven't gone back since because of that byproduct. It worked for my first point, but it really uncovers, like, if I wish I was doing it from my whole career. I'd probably be much farther right. along and more accomplished because, again, I, I can stay focused till, you know, four or five at night. You know, I'm just all day long, just like, bop, 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 bop. And plus, you could bop yeah. around. You could stretch. You can bop you around. Could, you know, wiggle. I do, I do stretch often. <laughs> you can flagellate whenever you want. It's easier when you're standing. <laughs> you're not fighting the cushion pressure. <laughs> it does. It's, it may, it sounds a bit pretentious, right? But it's been, you got to understand it's been years. Like I've been doing this for years. I don't remember much about having a sitting desk. I mean, I've done it when I visit other offices and stuff. And all I know now is that I'm very uncomfortable. If I have to sit like at a computer and do any work, if I sit in a conference room, like I don't, how did we even design tables? There, the these armrests on the chairs always hit the table, and then I can't get close enough to put my arms on it, and yeah. then the screen's like <laughs> too far away because the keyboard's here and my elbows are bumping into this, and now my knees are banging into the table legs. Like what? And your wrists this- are somehow resting on the edge of the desk, and it starts to feel like you're cutting into your wrist. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. I it doesn't. I don't. It just doesn't feel like it ever made sense no. to be. In a chair at a table with your hand, it just doesn't all line up. It I, just I line think, up. I think, and this is purely just based on random nonsense. This is a big chair. No, I think it, it came from like, you know, we moved from being up in agricultural and stomping around and doing stuff all day. Uh, and then business comes along and business is all done. Yeah. Originally, arithmetic, handwriting, all that stuff. You have to have a paper and pen and a very, flat surface and you know it could be a drafter's table it could be a flat table but so much of the work of business of accounting of all that crud was paper and pen on you know something flat uh you know typewriters had to be flat like adding machines had to be flat uh collating machines had to be flat mimeographs everything was like on designed to be worked on on a surface uh probably because from penmanship on but now suddenly the technology is such where you have that stuff floating in front of you, right? Your input output is still on a flat plane in front of you. Does it really need to be anymore? Probably not. Uh, but I think that's kind of how it evolved, right? And now we're kind of at a phase where we could perhaps leave it, uh, and, and only go to it infrequently. I think it's much healthier anyway. It's fast. It's fascinating. That's my my theory on how it all happened. 
<laughs> you remember like those teeny tiny little desks we had in school, those little oh, torture desks? Those were awful. Some of those were really, really awful, where the desk was attached <laughs> to the chair. Yeah, desk was attached to the was chair, just, the, the creaky and, hinge and, for the cover to lift up, and the big no, metal no, not, underbelly. Not, no cover. Even the ones that are just a single piece, they're not oh, a desk. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like that laminate wing so comes have, around from the side. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, You had to have left-handed ones, too, for the weirdos. Oh, so the, <laughs> the weirdos. <laughs> Nothing weird about them. <laughs> I mean, it was they were one size fits all, right? So that poor yeah. chubby kid, which I shouldn't say, like couldn't get in the desk. You know, there was yep. no. Oh, it's just awful. No, you couldn't change and the, the height. Or and anything. then the Twiggy kid the couldn't reach the desk. Right. And what's the teacher doing? What's the teacher doing the whole day? Pacing around from the chalkboard. Pacing around, standing up, doing having calisthenics, the time of their life. building sweet calves. Yeah, we all thought they were the one getting the short end of the stick because they couldn't sit the whole day. We're like, yeah, we could just sit in our chair. They had they had the best deal. Yeah, they had the stick that they could hit the board with. I always liked the right. stick. The stick is great. Got it. They don't know what they're pointing at. No, it doesn't matter. They're just, they're just wielding the stick. The, they're like a conductor. Do, 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 do. They're just leading the, yeah. the company. Oh, hey, so I'm going to do the intro now. Okay. Hey everybody! Hello, welcome to episode eighty-two of Dads Being Dads. Chris and Randy here today. Jason's on vacation. We should have mentioned that earlier. I think. Yeah, that's what I just remembered. So I figured we'll throw that in. You could always snip this out, throw it in the front. So, Randy, nah. how do we start this yeah. episode? Do your kids have uh, empathy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of them do. Oh. <laughs> Well, we could start with the the mailbag. Yes. We got another piece of mail, which makes it super fun. I really love when people send in questions because we can take up so much time. <laughs> it's the best. Reading and ridiculing. What? I mean, I mean, providing helpful feedback. He meant riffing. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, a fellow named Polo by Ralph Lauren wrote us from this our great state of Florida. Oh, New listener, and I, I like to hear these because he says he's a new listener, he loves the show, and he burned through all, he didn't say this specifically, but I believe he meant all 81 episodes. Oh, he, sh- he surely did. Um, In a I've month? burned through I mean, your podcast within a month. That's amazing. That, um. That's like a hundred hours fired? or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a lot of hours. How many hours are that's in a, a lot month? Of, I mean, you could be doing... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I've listened to a lot of things uh, during weekend work and stuff. So you figure if he was... Maybe he's doing a lot of, like, weekend warrior projects, you Mm. know? Yeah, maybe. And he's just just head down uh, listening to your dulcet tones. He must remember... (laughs) Right now, he's remembering the gamut of shows. Yeah, far better than we ever would. He could sing Happy Birthday... Perfect pitch. So he spent a sixth of his time, a seventh of his time, basically, in a past month. Including sleeping time. Yeah, of his net time. There's only 730 hours in a month, according to Google, which is the authoritative (laughs) knowledge machine of everything. I think you mean of his his gross time. Of his gross? Oh, yeah. Whatever. Because the net would be the waking time, I guess. You sort of spend some of that already on. Yeah. Like it's sort of the cost of doing business. So the, the cost of living during the month includes sleep. Oh, my goodness. We could really start to number crunch this down and subtract the and sleep <laughs> away. But he spent a seventh of his life in one month 
with our droning voices in his ears. That is amazing to me. And, feels, and it's fairly humbling, if not yeah, horrifying. It is. I think so. Well, yeah, something I'm glad. I mean, I, it's, it's a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's a, it's a gratifying or. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of nice, cool. Thank you. Yeah. It's cool. I, yeah. Humbling is a good word for it. Anyway, it's so humbling. onto his question, onto his questions. <laughs> His dad, coincidentally, go dad. A uh, one-year-old and a four-year-old, not in that order. He, I'll read it verbatim. That's I a told good my spread, wife by the way. Your... I just want to say, Polo, man, you got a good spread there. Yeah. The, that that year gap, they're going to be wrapping out. Uh, one's probably just out of diapers, but that's a pretty good spread. I like it. Well, they'll still be spread, even when they're out of the diapers. I know. I told but my wife it's good <laughs> about your podcast. <laughs> And the stick program you guys talk about. So the, he's interested in the stick program. She was pretty excited to see how it worked. Do you have a spreadsheet oh. that you use to keep track of all, don't spoil it, of all the costs and transactions of the sticks? If so, could you share it? What? Spreadsheet? Um, I mean, what do you think we are? <laughs> so, <laughs> like well Tech organized or something? Over here. Oh, shoot, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, we don't, he, we're not Pinterest, right? Uh, you're not going to look at this and see some kind of airbrushed <laughs> perfection going Wait, on. didn't you have a board up with the stick flow chart yeah, with the totally. ratios it's, and stuff? It's still there. It's, it's take the a picture of it. Away. Oh, okay. I have taken pictures of it. So sometimes, and I will, I will redo the ratios, but, uh, admittedly we have fallen off the stick program a little bit. Okay. Uh, I think... A couple, we got to cycle back. It's all about, you know, there's a little bit of consistency involved, but I think if you fall off the wagon, you got to get right back on if it was working for you. Mm. He was reading really well when we were doing the program, but then he kind of just like stopped, like baseball stopped, soccer stopped, middle of summer. I think we took a break for middle of summer. Yeah. We had some vacations. He, uh, you know, did a lot of swimming. We did a lot of, just when we were on vacation, it was literally bike, swim, eat, swim, eat, swim. It was basically bike, like sleep. he was taking stick showers at that point. Uh, yeah. So I mean, there was no, no other time. There was no like here you can. He, he wasn't using the iPad or playing Minecraft at all anyway, so he wasn't really trading them for anything. Right. Right. So it didn't matter. But now that we're getting, we're only got like a couple weeks left before school. Yep. We started sort of cracking down again today. And I, to be honest, I kind of did away with the stick program. It was just more to the point of just go read. Like, yeah. You're not trading these for anything. You, <laughs> you get school starting soon. You better be reading two books a day, yeah. at least, you know. <laughs> and we're just going to go with that. It, it was more of a um, back on the personal responsibility thing. Right, right. And, and again, I mean, the stick program isn't designed to run indefinitely right it's designed to instill an, a sense of yeah. time value in and you know that balance of effort with relaxation effort with relaxation you know it might take a couple of weeks and instill that and you might get a decent rhythm naturally that you know yeah. the sticks become irrelevant it's a, right that's it's an ebb and a flow an yeah. ebb and a flow and the experimentation i talked about that we did was I think the twist that I added because this was originally it was Jason's program or maybe Jason's wife. Let's credit Jason's wife with the program. Right, he stole it from her, and 
the 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 adaptation that I made was that we Max and I drew the the ratios on the chalkboard together. Yes. And we worked together to figure out what they should be, which was interesting because he never, he like argued against himself for some yeah. strange reason. No, but he was part he, of ne- negotiating the terms, but he was involved in the process. So he was, he yeah. was vested in it. He had skin in the game. Sometimes I just think he's not very bright. Cause I mean, he literally, <laughs> we, we were talking about, like I said, Hey, let's make soccer. He's a kid. Let's make your, that's a given. Let's make your soccer practice cost. A stick, you know, maybe maybe two sticks. What do you think? Is two sticks okay? And he kind of thought for a minute, rubbed his chin and said, hmm, I think it should be three. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alrighty then. It can be three <laughs> sticks. But you understand that means you need to do more. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. He's like, like, okay. I need right. to push myself, father. I, well. I, I don't know if that's what it was. <laughs> I think he was, I think he just, I think he was trying to say... I think he was trying to sound yeah, like barterish. he knew what he was talking yeah. about or something like, yeah, uh, it was very interesting. But I think that added a good element to the whole thing because he got to participate oh, and totally. and the important factor of being able to adjust your mistakes. Because when you come into this, if you set the ratio poorly, uh, they're just going to game the system, yep. right? You know, you said, if you said, if I read one book... I could have two hours of video games or something, right? <laughs> Whoa. And they'll they'll read like fifteen books in ten minutes. Yeah. And then be like, there you go, I got three hundred hours of video yeah. games and oh. they just shut down I'll for the be next in month. my room for the next month. <laughs> Wait, half a month. <laughs> now that we're educated. That's right. <laughs> so you gotta you gotta put some thought into the ratios and then change them. Right. They're not stuck forever. Set set a specific review time. I think that worked really well. And then if the program drifts away because they're either not doing those things that you're trying to make them pay for anymore or just because they're kind of doing all the stuff you want them to do and you don't need to bribe them or barter with them, hey, leave it alone. Let it go. Let it roll, right? Yeah. Start it up again later. If you totally. Know. Exactly. And who knows? It might stick. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> is it too early to cue the music? Yes, oh, it is. Darn it. Is it. too early. Hey, did you ever send uh, me? Th- oh, yeah, you did. You sent me last week's file. Uh, so mm, if anyone's wondering. It's true. Today would be Friday that we're publishing, but it's actually Tuesday, and we haven't published last Friday's. A myriad and of technical reasons. Oh, yeah. yeah, we didn't really mean to miss last week. That's why you, you get a two-for-one this week. Do you know what the problem really was? I was editing... And while I was editing, something went horribly wrong at work. Oh, right. Right. Say and no I got more. one of these phone calls with like, hey, we need your help. And I was up till one in the morning mm-hmm. fixing this work thing. And then suddenly it was five days later. That's, <laughs> and, that's the way it always happens. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> right. Right. It happens to me. Right. Welcome to so technology. You, you can plan, you know, the best laid plans, et cetera. Made. There's plans. a saying, I don't know the Best words. made not. plans of something or other. I don't know. Something. We try is what we're trying to say. Falling apart. Apologies mm-hmm. for skipping another week, but bonus, this will be your second show in one week. So, victory! victory. So, I mean, I'm hard focused on this personal responsibility stuff, and I think I'm also confusing it with um, this category... Of just figuring stuff out on your own, which I don't know how oh. to label, which we discuss all the time. Yeah, we talked about that last show with the 
teens or tweens. With the, with the teens. And it's and not limited the to them, because I've been no, acutely no. aware of it since our discussion. I'm like, you know, this is a universal kid thing, I suspect, because I was watching kids try yeah. to coerce their parents into doing it. I mean, they could be the managers of the next generation. Uh, I suspect no. they're just very lazy and will get as much done for them as they can. No, they they're the employees you won't hire in that sense if they <laughs> if they stay that way. Yeah. So because the teens don't belong to me, I've been trying to do this with my son more. And what I mean by do this is just kind of like give him tasks to do, of which I give him no instructions. Oh, like nice. Uh, and very straightforward things. I ordered a bookshelf for them, like a neat little front-facing bookshelf, so we could put all the library books in, so they'd have easy access to them. Nice. Well, I thought that makes sense. And uh, I dumped all the parts on the floor and gave them the instructions and said, <laughs> put it together. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and, and you know, I think I'd like to think that when I was a kid, I'd be excited and try to put that thing together. Yeah, I'm probably like, wrong. Who knows? Well, you know, what age did you really blossom into the Lego and Erector set stuff, right? I, I can't remember. Yeah. I was obsessed with that, but I don't know what age. I'm pretty sure I was pretty I mean, young. Like the Legos, I was really young. There's a problem motivation, right? Is he right? Right. He'll build stuff. Is he? But is he following instructions? What was his motivation to build this? He doesn't really know what the end product isn't isn't going to look like. There's no picture on the outside of the box. Oh, okay. It was, you know, this white piece of paper with some stencil line things that would give you some very hokey instructions. But what? You know, what happened was what always happens. He didn't even look at the instructions. And we're just kind of, you know, he had some pieces in his hands and then his hands turned to jelly and all the pieces just slowly fell out onto the floor. <laughs> like As his will ebbed away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then as he, he kind of looked up at the ceiling and go, I don't know how to do it. And I'd say, well, you need to look down at the instruction sheet i don't understand them and, and like your eyes actually haven't crossed the path <laughs> yeah you have to view and read <laughs> of the sheet of paper yeah right just like a lego things. kit but real right and i think i'm gonna work on that more uh he got through that after some sort of fits and starts, I tried not to get upset with him in any way. I tried to make it very constructive. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to be like, this is, you know, this is a punishment. No, it was like, I, this would be, I really want you to do this. And I told him, all right, and I don't want to help you. Like, <laughs> I want you to, I want you to figure it out on your own. And I'll help you if you need it, but not if you're just saying, not if you're sitting there and not trying. Right. right just right. going, I don't understand. Do it for me. And eventually, once he picked up some steam, once he got like, so the the way this particular shelf worked is it's like canvas and it has these rods that go through these pockets that are sewn into the canvas. Okay. And it holds it holds them in this little stair step pattern. And I'm like I said here's this pile of, you know, rods and here's the canvas. How do you think these two things go together? And you would just kind of like put the rod on top of the canvas like that. I'm like <laughs> read the instructions yeah it shows and you finally he he was looking and looking it took forever until finally and then all of a sudden he discovered it took probably 20 minutes he finally discovered after he looked because he wasn't looking that there was a slot uh -huh. sewn into the canvas and he's like 
I think I figured it out. And he mm-hmm. found where all the sticks go and he slid them all in. And it's like, oh, oh my, we're awesome. making progress. And then after he made that like hurdle, the rest of it went pretty smooth. He was more motivated to take the next step and the next step and right, the next step. But right. man, that first step was so painful. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's a super lesson though. Yeah, it's I got to find more things like that. Yeah. Uh I had him help me do some electrical work and it was a similar we were putting in some boxes, some metal boxes and you put these little you put these little clamps on the boxes to hold the wire. Right. And I just said I said here you go. Here's two clamps for that box. You got to put them on. You got to use the clamps, son. Put the clamps and so on. He's, he's like, well, where do they go? I'm like, you figure it out. He's like, well, how do I figure it out? <laughs> Open your eyes and look around. Like, there's there's examples in this room, you know, all this kind of stuff. I'm like, just figure it out. Like, where do you yeah. think they go? Try it. Do it. I don't care. And he ended up putting one of the clamps on so the screws were on the outside and the other clamp where the screws were on the inside and uh-huh. he's like is this right and you know i have to do more of the do you think it's right <laughs> right right what do, what do <laughs> like, you think how like, does it what? look to you <laughs> right he's he's like well and he thought about it for a while and he and he talked about it a little bit and he's like well this one the screws are facing down and this one the screws are facing down but i'm like what's you know is down important or is in and out important right and he's like, hmm. You know, he thought about the box a little more, and he figured out the whole in and out. And he's like, I think that one is wrong. Nice. The screw should be on the outside. So it's good. I'm not going to say uh, we've we've solved all of it. No, but, but I, I again, think- it's it's one time out of you know hundreds of times that he should be exposed to and put in you know situations where he has to think his way out of stuff. And the habits, right? So how how do you get good at that stuff? Well, you form habits around, you know, check. So, I, you know, obsessive Lego builders, they'll look at the picture of the completed project. They'll look at the step-by-step. They'll make sure they really understand the differences in the gray tones. Because as perfect as Legos are, the, the grays right. still throw me a little bit with the dark gray and the gray and the black, right? There's a little nuance, especially well, if the they, lighting's they not... they color perfect. them... In the instructions, like the piece that you're currently putting in, don't they color gray? They do, but the grays, yeah, exactly. The grays tend to look, the dark gray, black, and grays sometimes can be a little confusing. So what do you do? You you look at it, you re-look at it, you build it, you take it apart, you build it. So you get these habits, right? You don't proceed with an unknown. So these are like the skills. I remember people asking me, which always blew my mind because I never felt like I was a, a, a network guru or a computer guru. I was always hoping to work with that guy, but somehow always seemed to be perceived as that guy. Uh, and I remember people asking me, well, how, how do you, how are you so good? How'd you figure this out? Well, it's like, I follow a few fundamental rules and that is, and the most important one being if I don't know if there's any obscurity or, What's the word I'm looking for? If there's anything unclear about my next steps, I won't ambiguity. take them. Yeah, ambiguity. Thank you. If there's any yes. ambiguity in what I'm doing next, I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm not right. going to proceed until I'm sure of what I'm doing. I don't just like pray and spray, close your eyes and click a button. No, because you're never going to learn. You have to have right. habits. And the only way to develop them is wait, how many hundreds of times did I bumble forward in a script or a process or method and just hose myself because I didn't don't remember what got me there, right? Uh, what do we do? What do we change? Why don't we change these 12 things, which if you multiply them times the amount of possibility, can be any one of many thousands of things. 
And at the end of the day, whether it works or not, it doesn't matter because you don't know what you did, right? So you have to have those. That's why. That's why that foundational analogy comes in so handy. You don't. Yep. You don't build a foundation with gaping holes in it and <laughs> no. just go straight up. But yeah. You lay the bricks in a nice form so everything fits together tight. Yeah. And, and each piece reinforces the strength of the whole. Yeah. Man, we're Nothing getting pretty heavy-duty, huh? Very, very heavy. I like, I'm going to try more experiments with basically taking a thing that's either broken or needs building mm. and, and the tools that may or may not be useful for <laughs> some process. Some red just, herrings in there. <laughs> and just dumping them. Well, at first, maybe they'll all be appropriate, but yeah. the use won't necessarily be clear. And just dumping them on the floor in front of me, like, solve this problem, right? And we did that with some of the electrical workers. I think you're going to need, here's a pile of screwdrivers, figure out which one you need, blah, 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 you know, take this. Here's The, and, uh, the fact that your kids even have their hands on tools and, you know, electric boxes and the stuff that makes the buildings and environments around them is just so awesome, right? Because most kids won't even see that. They'll have no idea what that stuff is or what, what goes into making a wall with outlets and switches, right? Like, what is all that crap? It's just right. there. It works. It's supposed to work. No, right. your kids are handling it. They're working on it. It's fantastic. Hmm. Well, the, the older one. I haven't worked with the three-year-old yet. She's, I don't think she's well, going to understand. Yeah, uh, she does understand. So I, at an early age, I got, you know, Max knows how knows where the battery charger is. They both have their own tool bags. Nice. And they, they know how to change batteries on things, right? So she can do that now. She can get a, if the batteries die on some toy that she wants to use, she will go get her screwdriver, take the cover off. Take the batteries out, put them in the charger, get a new set, put them in, cover it up. So it's uh, it's good. It is good. But she'll leave her wet bathing suit. Uh, Because she's still three. Let's not forget they're still kids. (laughs) This is one thing, this mantra that the wife and I always are always saying. You know, we, you know, you'll you'll feel great about something, and then you'll start to overanalyze and be like, oh, but then this happened, this happened, and this is like, let's take a step back. She's, they're just little tiny kids still. They're little brains, squishy brains. And yeah. We're just there to keep saying the same thing over and over until it <laughs> sticks. Don't ever give up. United front. Oh, let's cue the music. <laughs> <laughs> 